1: Back here with Coach Orieema, live in the Duncan Music Lounge, iHeartRadio Hartford. Some of our flagship. Hey Ben, why don't you up? Oh, Ben's already ahead for that microphone because we're going to get some audience participation here shortly. Uh, Yana had surgery yesterday to clean up that knee, so that's that's three that we know of that are done for the year. How's AZ doing? Two weeks out of surgery. You, know, you mentioned last week she was she was doing really well. Yeah, she's doing well. She's doing well. Is she home?
0: Yeah. That you makes know, sense. She's had experience with these. Uh, that's the problem. You know, a lot of these kids, uh, those parents out there that you guys are listening, you know, these kids come to college screwed up. So then you it gets exacerbated because now the level's higher, the competition's obviously much tougher, the intensity level's higher, and so they come from college with all these physical issues that they've accumulated from playing so much basketball in high school, and it's just a matter of time. We're not the only team. We're not the only team that's dealing with this stuff. We're just the most high-profile team, so you read about us all the time. You know, like Notre Dame's had three ACLs in the last two years, but you don't really hear much about that. You know, um, there's, you know, UCLA's missing kids. North Carolina had three kids missing. Yeah, Utah just lost their number two scorer. There you go. So. But that Pilly kid, by the way, he's, she's really yeah, good. Yeah, she's really good. So you've got you, you've got these kids coming out of high school uh, damaged. Uh, and Yana's a perfect example. She's had tendonitis in her right knee or left knee um, in her left knee since sophomore year in high school. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. You know, you try everything to fix it, make it better, and nothing works. So they had to go in there and have surgery. Um, you know, AZ had a torn ACL in high school and it's just, you know, Paige had a really bad ankle in high school and kept trying to think, I can play through it, I can play through it, I can play through it, comes to college, next thing you know, she's favoring her at the other leg instead of the ankle, but by now we got to fix the ankle. And then the knee happens, it's, it's just nonstop, it's nonstop. Carol had... How many surgeries she have in high school? I don't know. Hip surgery, sure. shoulder ACL surgery, in high ACL. School. I mean, so they come. They come to college with a lot of stuff, and uh, you just have to keep your fingers crossed and hope that it doesn't catch up to them. How's Caroline doing? She's Doing okay. She's doing okay. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's just something that you can't. Um, it, it, it just keeps reoccurring. It keeps reoccurring. It keeps reoccurring. Yeah, it's quality of life now, right? You know, so you, I, I, when we were in Europe, when we were in Europe, this is the best she's looked since freshman year when we were in Europe, right? Because now partly because she hadn't done anything since May or no, since we lost in March. Yep. So April, May, June, she practiced a little bit, July. We go over in Europe. I mean, this is the best she's looked since freshman year. This is no lie now. She's running down the floor, and Ice catches the ball at a half court, turns around, and is throwing it to that guy over there and hits her right in the head with a pass. You can't make that up. So it's just, it's just, and it's not so much just that, but then, you know, the, you know, her neck. Muscles, you know, because you're constantly tensed up, you know. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, in in the long term, in the long term, it's uh, what are we what are we talking about here? Are We talking about basketball right now, or are we talking about what's it going to be like ten years from now, or mm. whenever? Yeah. So, I think you have to you have to be real careful with this stuff. Yeah. And it's not worth winning a couple more games if you're going to put a kid's future in. In, in jeopardy, I, I'd rather not do that. Right.
1: Anybody got a question for Coach Ben's got a microphone here. Feel free to put your hand up. Oh, it's you know okay the other.
0: First. You know the other worst call in the history of basketball, when a big guy or anybody puts their hands up, and the guy turns around and shoots it, and the ref calls a whistle and goes, "Like you went like that," and I'm thinking, I don't think they did, but. <laughs> if you're like this and the offensive player gets the ball and goes up into your arms, it's your foul. So they go, you have to get your hands up. Okay, my hands are up. No, they have to be like, up. Where? So you're t- You have to get your arms behind your ears. Yes. Oh, so this is the only way that you could do it. Yeah, that's the head. Yeah, no call. The that, offensive
1: player creates the contact and the files on the defensive. That's a, player.
0: That's a real good position to be in. That's a real athletic position right there. Mm. Right? My neck hurts right now doing <laughs> this. So that's the other call that drives me crazy.
1: That was an off-air question, by the way. All right.
0: Um, I would like to know uh, when you're how much direct control do you have over your non-conference schedule? And then I'd like to have you walk us through uh, an instance where, you know, we all hear that you like to set up a game so that by the time the girls graduate, they each play so that their family and friends could all be there. Like Wednesday coming up. Yeah. Um, Well, I have complete control over it. So if I don't want to play somebody, we don't play them. And if I want to play somebody, we play them, provided they agree. So you can either make a non-conference schedule that has no good games on it, you can make one that has just a few, maybe depending on what kind of team you're gonna have the following year, maybe you adjust your schedule. For us and where our program has been all these years, um, we can't play that kind of schedule, where we just play 10 teams that we're gonna beat by 150, like some schools in America do. We have to play really good teams because that's what our fans expect. Right? You can't charge people what we charge for them to come to the games and then play lousy teams over and over and over again. So you think you're going to have a really good team, which obviously we think we're going to have a really good team every year. So you try to schedule as many good games as you can, and you know, we play in two venues. Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of that. That we play, you know. Both in Hartford and in in Gamble, so you got to split them up. So you have to have some big, big games in Hartford and some big, big games at Gamble because some people buy season tickets to both, some just one or the other. So you got all those factors in the consideration. Then you get a TV event. People say, "Hey, we want you to play so and so on national television on this date." So you try to put that together because it's good. So we have complete control over our non-conference schedule. Putting a game together in someone's hometown can be easy or it can be impossible. So, you know, it, it's it's happened so many times where we we had, uh, and they're not there anymore, so we had, uh, when we recruited Tamika Williams, right? And she's from Dayton, Ohio. So we said, yeah, we'll try to set a game up and we'll call Ohio State and say, hey, you guys wanna play? And obviously, this is years ago. Nobody's there now that, that was there then. No, if Tamika wanted to play at Ohio State, she should have come here. <laughs> well, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Because the next kid you want to recruit from there that goes, goes away, they, they're going to remember you said that. And secondly, if we come there, you're going to sell out the building. And win or lose... You, that's a W for you, okay? So then you get um, like Minnesota where Lindsay, um, Lindsay Whalen was coach and she said, absolutely, coach, we'll do it. Well, then she steps down and a new coach comes in and now you're at their mercy. Like if they say no, now that's why it's important to get, to get a contract signed. Once the contract signed, the coach is stuck. So fortunately the coach in Minnesota was like, Yeah, that's fine. We'll do it. And they had like eleven thousand people at the game and hell, they play great. Yeah. They play great. And they haven't lost since then. They've got one loss for the season, I believe. And it's their first year there. So sometimes it's real easy, sometimes it's real hard. The one in Minnesota, I mean the one in Toronto next Wednesday, that was supposed to be us and Pitt. Pick coach was fired. We hadn't signed the contract yet. The new coach goes, oh, we're not playing you guys. Just like that. So you'd rather lose to somebody else than lose to us. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna lose, don't you wanna lose to us? <laughs> University of Hartford used to be like that. You don't wanna play us? No, we're gonna play Boston College. They're gonna beat your ass. So you'd rather say, we lost the Boston College. Well, you guys must really stink. <laughs> hey, we lost to UConn. Well, everybody does. You guys must not be that bad. <laughs> so you should be surprised how teams, how teams think.
1: All right, we'll get another question for the audience when we come back. It's the Wells Fargo UConn Women's Basketball Coaches Show on their field.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?